Hey, welcome in, guys. Welcome back. My name is Gresham. My name is Lava. And did it on read. On read, very good. We're fucked up. It literally is. We're literally here right now in the studio. Yeah. We are going to dive right in with a little Vanilla Sky, Abre los Ojos. We're comparing an original international film versus a remake. American film. Yeah. And, uh, yeah, uh, we've got some thoughts, some hot, hot thoughts, some hot thoughts leaking hot out our minds. Hot. Well, maybe you <laughs> hot thoughts leaking out our minds. Grayson's yeah. gonna sing. No, I don't. Yeah, you do. I don't sing. Yeah, you do. I do kind of. You sing, sing a love bit. song. Not gonna write you a love song. That's a little taste. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, but yeah, stay tuned if you want a little of that. We're gonna talk about Oscars briefly, um, and that is a lot of self. Restraint, by the way, because yeah. we have a lot to say. We did. We got to yeah. cut a little short today. Well, and in general, I think practicing self-restraint is important. Probably for us, yeah. I get too worked up. I've never recovered from the tar snub. I can't let it go. Yeah, I have a picture of your ballot from when we did the Oscar. Oh, it was all tar. Yeah, all tar. <laughs> you got like you got four right. At least it got nominations. Yeah. <laughs> At least it got uh, against a stacked year of films. Yeah. This Very year, stacked. it's I still stacked. It's, this year's stacked, but not as stacked. Not as stacked, and the things that got didn't get nominated should have. Whatever. Self restraint. Anyways, Thank enjoy you. this episode. Yes. Uh, oh wait, we gotta do. Um, provecho. That means it means enjoy. Tell when you say food, like it means like good luck. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And when you eat. Yeah. Bienvenidos. Provecho. Provecho. Bienvenidos a la podcast. We have to do it bilingual because we did a Spanish movie. Yeah. See. Si. <laughs> Gracias. Oh, Gracias. sorry. Gracias. As the Spanish say, because we're from Spain. Yeah. Okay. Okay. All right. So <coughs> it's been a what a week, a week off, a week off. Yeah. Yeah. But we did our we did our special 2023. We roundup. did. We did that. Recorded that in the kitchen. Um, <laughs> and guess what? We're not in your kitchen right now. We're not in the kitchen. We are back in the studio, but not 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 that studio. We're in a different studio. Same umbrella. Yeah, same building. Different uh, part of the umbrella. <laughs> this is, um, it's a special podcast studio. It's a green screen mm-hmm. behind us. It's got mm-hmm. these little, like, walls for acoustics. It's got lighting, a camera, three mics. Yeah, some would say it's vibey, homey. It is very homey. Technical. It's very, we, we, could, we could do, like, a video podcast right now. We could. We, I don't look presentable, but <laughs> we could do a video podcast. You totally look presentable. I don't think so. Yeah. We might do video podcasts in the future. I mean, I we have the file. It, link, it automatically gets yeah. linked up, so we, who knows? We might even upload this one. We'll see. Yeah, next time I'll just wear a different shirt <laughs> if I know what I'm doing. I'll wear, I'll wear pants. You can't really see my pants, though. I'll make sure I have a pump before. My shorts. Um, <laughs> yeah, but when we last left off, we had discussed what we were going to do next, mm-hmm. which is... Comparing, comparing Vanilla Sky and Abre, and Abre los Ojos. Ojos. Yeah. Abre los Ojos. Abre los Ojos. Abre los Ojos. Abre los Ojos. Does this sound cool to y'all? Because to us, we have the headphones I on. I can hear you. It sounds cool. I can hear you too. Nah. So yeah, we're going to do our movie roulette thing that we talked about last week. Yeah. Or two weeks ago, I guess. When we yeah, absolutely. Yeah. Um, We did... I'm so I'm sorry. I'm trying to get used to this. We we didn't double feature them like we kind of planned to, just because time. You Somebody know, was sleepy. Weird. Somebody was sleepy. 
Uh, we did Abre los Ojos, and then we did Vanilla Sky. Now, you had seen... I had seen Abre los Ojos. You'd seen the former, I'd seen the latter, um, and not <laughs> vice versa. So it was an interesting experience because we watched them together. Yes. And you kind of knew what was going to happen. Yeah. It had been a long time since I'd seen Vanilla Sky, so I didn't really remember. I would know. say same. I think it's the last, mm-hmm. the last time I saw the original was like years ago. Mm-hmm. So, so uh, when I watched it again, I said, I don't remember this part, but yeah. Yeah. I want to preface this by saying I tend to not be a fan of westernized remakes. Um, I think some really egregious examples are The Guilty, um, Mm -hmm. Antoine Fuqua, Mm -hmm. uh, Jake Gyllenhaal. Yeah, Netflix original. I don't have any problems with Antoine Fuqua. I don't think he's not my favorite. Uh, And I I quite like Jake Gyllenhaal, the weirdo that he is. Um, (laughs) That movie takes the best parts of the original and just does it worse. There's no yeah. reason, yeah. right? They actually remove content. Um, you have, what's another good example of that? Old boy. Old boy. Ooh. Spike Lee joint. Yeah, Spike Lee joint. And he fucked up. He did not do a good job. Um, who's, there's there's one coming out soon. Who was it that's, oh, uh, Chris Rock's going to direct another round. Oh, another round, yeah. Why? Yeah, I saw that. What's the point? What's the purpose? What's, what's up with what's that? What's wrong, like, just, Learn how to watch with subtitles. I kind of spoiler alert, but this is the the umbrella <laughs> under which today's theme is umbrellas. Uh, under Every which I kind of want shot. to yeah take a shot. Um, I I think that Vanilla Sky takes what Abre los Ojos was doing and builds on it, and it builds on it in a meaningful way. It, it's not removing content necessarily. It adds in things that flesh out. It's not just useless padding. It's a bit longer, and that runtime is a bit used. longer. Like, like at least what, like thirty minutes, I twenty minutes, something like that. Because yeah, it's uh, it's two hours, twenty <coughs> minutes. The, the other first is an hour forty. Hour forty. Yeah, yeah. So yeah. It's, it's quite a bit longer. It's it's all padded out, but it's not like just fluff. It's yeah. It serves a purpose. It's smartly done. It's characterization, things like that. Um, let's start with Abre los Ojos. Yeah, let's the start original. Up. Let's start up. Um, I love how it feels. Like I love the, oh, yeah. the like it feels. Oh, yeah. It feels like it's not very like gimmicky. It's not. It's very surreal, right? Um, and of course, the Madrid and the New York setting is obviously going to be different, different for us because right. we've never been to Madrid. Right. Not, not, not coming up. We might. We might. We might. A travel sesh. Yeah. Um. So I guess the opening scene obviously is going to be more different when we when it's in New York because we obviously are more familiar with New York, even though we never right. been there either. Yeah. <laughs> That's true. Um, but. Yeah, just the whole just the whole feel of the movie just felt more grounded. It felt like there wasn't a lot of like I mean, I think the directing wasn't very flashy for a reason, except that one scene in the club where he had like the lights and this double facing mask. Yeah, that was that crazy. was fucking cool. I think part of that was budget <coughs> constraints. It's a, yeah, it's very like independent. That's, yeah, it's a lot more of an indie film. Early nineties. There's no big names behind strangely it. Strangely bloated blockbuster. Yeah. You know, like um, But Elber Cruz was just starting out. And it, w- it was a debut too, directorial debut. His der- yeah, his debut. Yeah. And I think it's, what's his name? Alejandro Manabar, I think yes. is his name. Um, but yeah, so of course it's going to have a different vibe. It's going to have a more independent vibe, which I, I tend to like more. It just felt more homey. Right. It felt like a super good movie. Penelope Cruz, f- phenomenal. Yeah. She's I great. The, it's also, it's more 90s than 2000s. It is very 90s. I, I liked some of the styles that are there. It feels a lot more like alternative, you know, edgy 
you know, and that part of that's the independent nature of the film. Yeah. Um, yeah, I, I really liked Abre Los Ojos. I think it, it takes, and obviously it did it first, it, it, such an interesting idea, the concept. You yeah. know what I mean? That um, kind of viewing sanitized corporate technology, the possibilities of a future that should be something that kind of gives us peace. What if that dream turns into a nightmare? Yeah, right? yeah. And, um, but it's ultimately hopeful, which is nice. It doesn't, it it, it tortures its protagonist, but then it, it's him torturing himself before it gives him hope and allows him to kind of escape that, which is nice. Yeah, and I will say that the characters, they're portrayed much differently than both films. Like, I think yes. that um, Nuria, who was Cameron Diaz's counterpart in the original yeah. movie, from the get-go, she's crazy. Like, you can see that yeah. she's got, like, he doesn't even really want to be. They're not even <coughs> friends or in a relationship or anything. Yeah, she's just, just kind of there. Hook up. They hook up when they when he makes a mistake. You know what I mean? Yeah. And then I think yeah, she's nuts. She's yeah. crazy. Because yeah. the thing with the that's kind of what works about her. Yeah. You know I mean? Yeah. It kind of <laughs> make it kind of makes sense. You know? Yeah. It's kind of sexy. When <laughs> that's what I'm saying. <laughs> no, I'm just kidding. Um, but it actually, this movie did really well in like critically in Spain, like. It mm. got nominated for like nine Goyas, which is the Spanish Oscars. Damn. Yeah. Damn. Yeah. I mean, that makes sense. The performances were great. Um, the effects were great. His face was scary. His face was fucked up. Yeah. His face was, was fucked, fucked up. up. Um, the mask was strange. You know, the Penelope Cruz was just, I mean, she she's obviously the best part of that whole movie. It's crazy, and I don't. I'm not just saying that as someone who is madly in love with her. Like she's amazing. Yeah, she. It's, she's it's really, she's one of her really best good. performances. So good. Um, Ferrari too. Yeah, and in Penelope Cruz is better in Abre los Ojos than she is in Vanilla Sky. Yeah, I'll go ahead and say that. Like, yeah, um, it's cool that she's in both. Uh, she's definitely better in the former. Yeah, I think also because her character in Vanilla Sky was a little. They made her a little kind of. Like immature, like the way she was like saying stuff, she felt kind of like more childlike. Yes, and I think, but like in the original, she was a mime. she was a college student first of all. Yes, she was younger and mm -hmm. she was like a mime. She was an actor. Yeah, a mime so that rather played than a, that played a dancer. And I kind of like that more because it builds it. it that was <coughs> a very important part of the symbolism, yeah. right? Yeah, yeah, yeah. That about performance. So much of that movie is about performance and how we perform identity, right? Yeah. Um, yeah. So I, I thought that that was a really interesting character element and a really interesting, it made the whole piece kind of feel more cohesive. Yeah. Uh, I know this guy loses that element a little bit. Just a little. Mm -hmm. I do think, um, I wonder, I was, I was thinking about this, like watching the movie. I wonder how it felt for like Penelope to like make this film in the 90s and then mm -hmm. a couple weeks later go back and almost do the same thing, like word for mm -hmm. word, but like in English. Yeah. And the kind of do like the same shots, the same setup, the same like it's thing. It's strange. Yeah. Like, I don't know how, I, I feel if I had to do something like that. I think it would be cool. I mean, reprising a role that people do, but like not normally international films. No, and not normally, like not as a sequel yeah. or something. Like it, it's not a continuation. Mm -hmm. It's redoing it, but interpreting that role into your secondary language, interpreting yeah. that role for a different audience with different aims. It'd be very interesting to. I, I wonder if there's if she's been interviewed about that. I, I'm curious to. Was she Harold Penelope? Come on the pod. Yeah. Come on, Penelope. Pe. Come on, Pe. We got you. Yeah, come on, Pe. We got some questions. Ms. Lopez. <laughs> That's not her last name. Oh, Cruz. What the <laughs> fuck? You said. You're you thinking of the tequila bottle. 
Yes. <laughs> Pepe Lopez. Yeah, that's why, because earlier you said Pepe Lopez, and yeah. it confused me. I was like, Penelope. That was like, that was like, that's an inside joke between us. Yeah. <laughs> oh, God, Pepe Lopez. Uh, oh, my God. I'll never, never again. drink again. <laughs> <laughs> I haven't recovered. Um, <coughs> okay. Uh, Vanilla Sky. Vanilla Sky. One more thing I will say about yes. Abre Sojos is the ending. I love, I love how, like, um, international films... Ha- they tend to have like a lot of nature with their mm. like modern cities because that's how they are because like, they're in like like Hong Kong has right. all that stuff. So like in the end, the ending scene when he's actually on the top, it's not CGI. Unlike right. Vanilla Sky, it's like so all real. It's so over. so pretty. The green mixed with the buildings yeah. in Madrid. Yeah. Ugh, I love it. I love, I love it. Love it. It, it is shot great. And everything, it's it's so grainy and beautiful. I uh, really like nineties grunge. It's yeah. It's so good. I love that movie. Yeah. All right. Uh, Vanilla, Sky. Vanilla Sky in comparison. Uh, very interesting movie. Um, Tom Cruise. He's amazing. Thomas Cruise. He's amazing. I mean, his, we talked about it, we mentioned it briefly while we were watching it, which was this morning. Um, his performance, right? His face is less fucked up. He's less scary. Yeah. But it's more of a mental thing for yeah. him. He's intense and, and sad and hard to watch during these scenes. The bar scene. Oh. Very cringy. Yeah. It, it's it's hard to watch. And and he brings that element to his performance, as well as the physicality, as well as all of this. Like, he's so good. Yeah. 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 Um, he's amazing. Uh Pei is not as well. She doesn't do as well here. Miss yeah. Cruz. And I wonder why. And I wonder why because she was great in the original. Maybe it's well, the language. Maybe I, it's I think the, yeah, she's interpreting the role. It's the material that she was given. It's it's a little different. The dialogue's worse. The dialogue's way worse. And a big part of that is that Cameron Crowe is who he is, right? Yeah. He's. I, it's hard not to like Cameron Crowe because yeah. a he has great taste in music, and you know. He, he's mawkish. He's he's so sweet and sappy that you know yeah. you get a toothache. Yeah. And so yeah, he directs like the whole first half, even longer of this movie, like it's like it's a, a rom com, just kind of straightforward. And then that makes it so much more jarring, which I think is really interesting. Uh, it makes that turn in the tone of the movie yeah. so jarring. Yeah. It's so you can feel that something's off the whole time, but it's it's cuter. And more popular. It is. Which like, is an Abre los Ojos, but that whole beginning is Because it's, it's like 30, 40 minutes. Yeah. And then it changes. Yeah. Because I will say with like Cameron Diaz's character, I didn't believe that she was going to like kill herself. No. Like in the Because like they're in, they're in the bed in the morning and they're making jokes and they're like cracking jokes. Yeah. And they're like obviously like infatuated with each other. Yeah. You at the party. She like, they, they build out their relationship. Like yeah. she clearly loves him. He has more for her than just oh, oops, a one night stand. You know what yeah, I mean? Yeah, yeah, yeah. But I, I was convinced when they're in the car and she's getting a little crazy. You know, she's saying, "I love you," like "I love you," you fucking idiot. Like, why don't you see that? And then stepping on the gas, like that's scary. That scene is so intense. I feel like it was better done in this one. Really, I, I, mm-hmm. I just had a little trouble because I feel like her character wasn't like. <coughs> it wasn't, yeah, it wasn't because, like, I could believe that Nudie mm-hmm. would do that because from the get go, she was like kind of something was off about her. Yes. And Cameron was very sweet, her demeanor is very sweet, That's which true. I understand people have like a dual personality and sometimes people can hide their like true feelings and true intentions, stuff yeah. like that. Um, I do see what you're saying. I think her shift overall was a little too abrupt. Yeah, it's just too abrupt. I think I would like to see like her character kind of breaking a little more. Mm-hmm. 
as it was going. And and I, I love Cameron Diaz. I think that's more on her than on the writing because the writing gave her a lot of opportunities. Yeah, um, she got nominated for a SAG and a Golden Globe and a Saturn. Like she was for that role for this role. Yeah, interesting. Yeah, and you know what? Penelope Cruz got a Razzie nomination for this role. No. Yeah. No. Yeah. Okay. Here's the thing about Penelope Cruz. All right, she can on command make a tear drop perfectly down her cheek yeah. slowly at the right speed in the right place at the right time just to shatter your heart into a million little tiny pieces and then pick it back up mm-hmm. one little tear she doesn't have to say anything she just has to look in the eyes of the protagonist she's a great facial actress and you just you just fall apart yeah, you know what i mean so good. she is a great facial actress um if the razzie is for anything it's for some of the lines they gave her yeah like the cat thing the cat thing that was cringy Oof. But that's not really her fault. Again, she's later. when we're in another life when we're both cats. Like that, 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 that line just didn't fit well with me in the script. No. It's because like it's not. I feel like it's not really. She's a dancer. She's a dental assistant. Now she's talking about sense. cats. She has a dog. No. Yeah. There's no <coughs> preface for it. There's nothing. But that. You know what? That's why I love you. When we're cats. When we're cats. You really said that. She said that. Wow. When we're cats. Wow. That's he was, he's eating that up. Yeah. I would not be eating that performance. up. Yeah, he did. It's they also it's it's more suffused with pop culture um, all throughout, which is Cameron Crowe's kind of staple. You know, this is bread and butter, Uh, and I think it works really well because they even make it. It's a little more deliberate. I thought I was catching on to cool things. I'm like, oh, that's that album cover. Oh, that's that thing. And then it shows it. They really lay all of the cards out on the table. They do too explicitly. Yeah, it's not as ambiguous as the original. It's it's all on the table, um, but I kind I still find I love how romantic the ending is, and the soundtrack works better. I Great like soundtrack. The, I like the soundtrack for Abuelo Solos. I love it. The soundtrack even better. It's so distorting. It's got Radiohead. It's got Moby. It's got fucking it's got, REM. It's got all the two thousands oh, yeah. rock bangers. Yeah, the sweethearts. It's got spiritualized. I mean, that's amazing. <laughs> um, yeah, <laughs> that is a. I, w- I would love to have the TV or the TV, the the like vinyl for the movie. Yeah, no, the great soundtrack. That'd yeah. be a great one to have. Yeah, I got you. Um, I wish I wish New York was real. Yeah, Kurt Russell. Kurt Russell's great in this as uh, Gregory Peck, essentially. Yeah, essentially. Yeah. Um, a lot of cameos because I've never seen this before. A lot of cameos. So many cameos. Silva Even Swinton. like Silva Swinton, Alicia Witt, Mr. Bucket, Steven Spielberg himself. Charlie Eaton, the chocolate. Yeah, Steven Johnny Silver. Galecki. Um, something Tips. Or was that his character's name? The guy that plays uh, Peter Pettigrew in Harry Thomas Potter. Tip, I think was his name. Yeah, Thomas yeah. Tip. Yeah. What's his name? Timothy Spall. Timothy Spall. Yes, you're so is, right. Yeah. And Timothy he's great Spall. in it. He is good yeah. in it. Um, man, Tom Cruise is great. Michael Shannon. Michael Shannon. We forgot Michael Shannon, your favorite actor Michael of all time. Michael Shannon. He's up there. Yeah, he he's is up, up there. there. He's up there. As a character actor, I think he's great. Um, I mean, there's the the thing that's interesting about Cameron Crowe is he he is such a romantic. Um, it's very apparent that he sees what we see. We look around and we see, you know, this especially in the in the turn of the century, this like saturated, hyper saturated, like corporate sanitized. Blah. It's all spectacle. It's all thrown against the wall. It's all you know. And and this movie 
takes all of that and in his lens tends to take all of this this stuff that we see as heartless or or whatever right and it, it finds beauty in it it's like this is actually beautiful and existential and and he's having a uh, corporate it experience but it's the most meaningful life-changing uh, this would be a great dual feature with eternal sunshine yeah They're i would two, say so like um kind of dystopian sci-fi romantic like, kind yeah of thing. it's not that it's like dystopian necessarily but the idea <coughs> of it is like oh this is like a strange like like technology how it can be good and bad and they're yeah. tied into corporations yeah. and they're tied into personal dilemmas within and how those things can turn against it came you. out the same time ish right yeah uh no well what's the term like late 90s early 2000s show gondry right 2000 Five, six, seven Something. for Eternal Sunshine. I think I want to say seven, uh, maybe five, maybe. Yeah, so, but around the same time. This came out like two thousand four, right? Two thousand three? No, two thousand one. Two thousand one. Yeah. Um, I did read earlier that the director Cameron Crowe mm-hmm. um, said there are five ways to interpret the ending. Five. There ways are five to ways. I have them right here. Interpretations. Here we go. Um, one is tech support is telling the truth hundred fifty years as like the movie uh, the mm-hmm. the original suggests. The other one is that it's all a dream because the sticker, his expression sticker, says 0201, and 30 doesn't exist in February. Oh, you remember when he oh, picked, when he picked up his shit. friend that license plate says 0230, and I noticed it. It did oh, say that. I didn't notice that. Yeah, and then the three, the events are the events after a crash are a dream while he's in comatose. Four, the entire film is a plot, a book that Brian Shelby is. See, writing. I thought that. I thought that right at the end. I was thinking. Wouldn't it be interesting if Brian wrote that because he's writing about rejection? Yeah, and, yeah, yeah. And, and blah blah blah. And I was like, he is, and he is dead. And that is interesting. That's interesting. Mm-hmm. I, I was trying. I was trying to like see all these films <laughs> watching it. And then five is the entire film after the crash is a hallucination caused by drugs. So it's I think it's interesting, interesting to have to give so many, um, so many different. And you can see that it's got that kind of um, hallucination aspect when he's being wheeled through and he's singing the song, and that may be the only. It depends on where you pick your lucidity. Yeah, but I think it's so. I really do think it's so clear cut. They make it a little too clear cut. Too clear cut. The tech support, like the things like that. But I like the idea that it's a book because that can coexist with the others. Yeah, it can coexist with all of them. Yeah, and the dream is very interesting because again, that that date does not exist in the calendar. Yeah. February 30th, and then, like, that's... It's blatantly was on the screen on the little sticker. Yeah. So I was like, huh. I didn't notice. Yeah. Huh. I would have noticed unless I didn't read about it. That's crazy. I was doing some research for our podcast last week before you canceled. I'm so sorry. It's okay. He was sick. <laughs> so that's why I knew about it. I was like, well, that's so interesting, mm. though, that you gave it so many different interpretations. Because the, the OG is very just kind of... It's there, but it's also more ambiguous as to is it really yeah. that? Is he really gonna die if he jumps off the? It's the ambiguous, roof? but it's it's almost binary in a way. It's like is it real or is it not? Yeah, it's one or the other. But this is it feels less ambiguous, but there's more potential possibilities. Yeah, yeah. Planted little things there. I like and the that. elevator ride on the way up kind of tells you, kind of explains mm-hmm. it. Cameron Crowe, man, uh, underrated director. Um, Aloha. I guess Aloha killed his career. Nobody saw it. That's the problem. I don't think. I haven't heard a lot of bad stuff about it. I know the reviews aren't amazing, but there's a lot of people who like it a lot. Yeah, I haven't heard it. I haven't even, yeah, nothing because of the whole controversy. Controversy. Hmm. Oh, you, you don't know about the controversy? No. Emma Stone's an Asian in the movie. That's why it's been, that's why. Cause he, she's an Asian? She's a half Asian. She They casted her as a half Asian in Hawaii. What? 
That is why the movie is like do flops they do so like hard. Yellow face? No, they just say that she's half Asian, but she's definitely not. <laughs> so she's like, oh yeah, she's like half they're Japanese casting. or something like that. Or they should have cast um, Ayana Grande. That's <laughs> yeah. <laughs> So I remember if you did the if, uh, the Golden Globes one year with mm-hmm. uh, Andy Samberg and Sandra Oh, she was she, she made a joke about she's like, ah, oh, Asians haven't been this scene since Aloha. And then Emma <laughs> Stone was like, I'm sorry. Oh, no. But it didn't That's kill her funny. career, but it killed Cameron Crowe. It did, yeah. <laughs> I mean, what's he been up to lately? He starred in, he was featured in that one documentary about um, Orson Welles, right? Uh, that one movie. Netflix in 2018. Other no, than I'm that, I'm the biggest Orson Welles fan. Ooh, yeah, I know. Okay, just just as yeah, you think I've he's never what? Seen you think he's Citizen Dildo, don't you? Yeah, that was also very cringy to hear all the time. Citizen Dildo. It's not even a pun. Like it doesn't it's, work. Yeah, it doesn't work at all. Yeah, but citizens. The lines were not good. Oh, it was nominated for an Oscar for best original song. What was the original song? Um, let me, let me. Is that Bjork song where she's like the Bjork? I have a universe inside of me. <laughs> <laughs> no, it's Vanilla Sky by Paul McCartney. Paul McCartney wrote a song called Vanilla Sky for the movie. You know what? Is it that song at the end? I think a song at the end we kind of skipped over here. Because I was like, I was like, what song is? This? I was like, is this a George Harrison song? That's yeah, no, he wrote he wrote it. Good for him. Yeah, not for, for an Oscar. I mean, yeah, it kind of makes sense. They did the whole Beatles. Which Beatles your favorite? Yeah, answer is none. Well, Cameron Crowe loves the Beatles. Yeah, that was probably does. a dream come true for him to work with. A oh yeah, absolutely for him. That's crazy. Um, but yeah, I I just I really like the sort of optimism of Cameron Crowe movies. That he's so what does he do? Bad things happen, but he takes stuff that is so depressing to this me. Like spe- Snape in the specifically. Picture. Yeah, he does. That was t- that was a couple years ago. Yeah, he's um. I've seen singles. I have seen singles by him. I haven't seen singles. I've My seen dad singles. loves singles. I like singles. It's good. Romantic comedy. He made We Bought a Zoo. I've got Bill Pullman. You know I gotta watch singles. We bought a zoo. We bought a zoo, which my parents love that movie. My parents. Jerry Maguire, which I've never seen. I haven't seen it either. I haven't seen another Tom another Katie Tom doesn't want to watch it with me because she thinks it's a sports movie. And I keep telling her it's a rom com. You're gonna love it. It's a rom com. And uh It's a romantic comedy drama. Yeah. And she's like, Well, but but sports. <laughs> Didn't Cuba get an Oscar for this role? Yeah, he did. He won an Oscar for Best of Jerry Maguire. Isn't that crazy? Good for him. That guy's insane, though. That guy's yeah. nuts. Yeah. I've never seen Elizabethtown. I have. Who Elizabethtown is, is not good at all, but it's also hard to hate. It's an, That's how all of his movies are. The ones, Some of them are amazing. Some of them are like not good, but hard to hate. That's a good example. Um, it prominently features... Free Bird by Leonard Skinner. Uh, it's like a it's like a plot point. Um, Say anything I've never seen. Hey, I mean I I know a lot of his movies. Mm. But yeah, the last thing he did was Aloha as a directorial feature. I think if he wanted to direct something right now, they would give him money to do it. I think he doesn't want to. You think That's so? Why. Yeah, I mean, there's no reason. I mean, he directed Say Anything. He directed Almost Famous. He directed Singles. Yeah. Vanilla Sky. I mean, these are these are classics. We bought a zoo. Actually, we bought a zoo is actually well loved. We bought a zoo. It, it did really I think well. It made a lot of money. Yeah. It doubled its budget. Tripled its budget. Yeah. Tripled its budget. That's what I'm saying. It, probably Aloha made good money too. Um, let's see. I'm curious. Um, the budget was 36 million, 37 million. It made 26. 
Damn. So it could not be very oh. well. Even still. Even still. He's still got juice. Let him come back. Let him make a, a deeply personal film about, you know, something pop something. culture and music. He and would do super good. Yeah. And but I think the human condition. <coughs> um, the original movie's director, Alejandro, he did mm -hmm. The Others. And that is a I've good, heard that's good. That's a great movie. I've heard it's scary. It is scary. Yeah. It's is so that one good. scene? My, I've seen my the mom. scene with the, the sheets. Yes. Yeah. Yes, the sheets. Ooh, that's something my mom was like, loved when I was a kid. So I watched that a lot as, as a kid. Who's that, Nicole Kidman? Nicole Kidman, yeah. Mm. She's great. She's great. She's, She's great. She never misses. What does she do? Um, but uh, the director also, this, this is his worst script ever. The Because he wrote it when he was like a teenager with his friend. It's not bad, though. If that's his worst script ever, that's crazy. Go for him. Because <laughs> him, oh, him and his co-writer write all the movies together they mm -hmm. met in college and they made a mm -hmm. pact to always support each other's and work on each other's work oh, cool that sounds so cute well but I w oh it's kind of like wes anderson kind of uh, and the owen wilson, wilson yeah. brothers but you know i think uh i i could see the the ending the very end mm -hmm. the kind of third act climax it's very messy um yeah. specifically the, the gun part the shooting part the you know it's it's messy it's weird yeah i don't love that it feels like a weird escalation uh, that doesn't, it feels out of place. It doesn't make sense for him to grab a gun necessarily and start shooting and everything. It's like, wait, what, what, what's Cameron happening? Cameron Crowe did shoot the same thing, but he just didn't put it in. It's like, and an I think there's a reason, ending. you know, he was well, like, also because it was like after like Columbine, I think. Oh, well, yeah, I mean, after 9 11, too, maybe 9 11, a lot of things, yeah, kind of happened. He kind of avoided making any violence, kind of violent, yeah. yeah, it wasn't really violent because even in the, in the, well, in but the they shot this before 9 11. Yeah, I think it released true. right before. I think like, it right before. Yeah. I think that's why it didn't make any money. I think it released, like, I think it released, like, right around the same time. That's crazy. Because this one didn't have a lot of violence. Because in the original, it, it had him slapping Penelope with his character, Sophia. Right. It didn't show it here. And then yeah. it had him, like, this released December 10th, 2001. So right after. Right after, a couple months after. Yeah. How much money did it make? Uh, it made two hundred three million. What was the budget? That's super interesting. Well, I'm guessing like eighty, ninety, in the two thousand. I would guess that sounds about right. About eighty and ninety. Let's see. Oh wow, dude. Okay, Cameron Crowe. This guy's frugal. He's efficient. Sixty-eight million dollar budget. Okay. Made two hundred three million. Okay, that makes sense. I mean, it's not. I feel like this movie kind of kind of makes sense. It's not, there's not a lot of like. It's not like a super sci-fi. It's like a lo-fi sci-fi movie where it's kind of yeah. Not until the very end when the yeah. this the CGI sky. But you have tons of big name actors. Yeah. Who even at the time were big name actors. You have a shut down Times Square. You have cutting edge CG. You have uh, destruction of really nice cars. You have. Um, oh, car. Yeah. <laughs> Well, they probably had to shoot it a couple of times. You think so? Yeah, and and they probably ooh, they probably had a spare of that of that. What was it? A Mustang? They probably had Mustang. a spare that. Totally, was it a Mustang? You just His have car to was take a Mustang. home tax write off. Who oh knows? yeah, you know, <laughs> he has a garage full of cars. Yeah, that Cruise, that Thomas Cruise. Yeah. Um, but yeah, it's a good movie. Uh, I think it adds stuff. It builds on it in a way that makes sense. I don't know that I prefer it over Abre los ojos. I don't think that I prefer Abre los ojos over Vanilla Sky. I like that they coexist. I like I like both takes on kind of the same story. Yeah. Um, 
Yeah. If I had to pick one, you have to pick right now. Go. Uh, vanilla Sky. Crazy. And you're gonna say Abuelos. I am gonna say Abuelos. And I get it. I get it. Like I love that movie. They're both five star movies for me. Um, Vanilla Sky is so. It felt more existential and it felt more optimistic too. It didn't feel as heavy. Uh, I don't know. Yeah, I will say the the original is very. It's very, cause even like, cause even when what was I gonna say, um, when they when they first meet when Sophia first meets Cesar in mm-hmm. the original when she's a mime she can't even talk to him she doesn't mm-hmm. crack a smile she cries she leaves but in this one when she meets in the dance studio she like laughs at his jokes and it's mm-hmm. like yeah I'll meet up with you mm-hmm. so like I think like I think the first does a really good job at handling what it's like to with someone that you met mm-hmm. one night becomes obsessed with you mm-hmm. the fact that they want to be with you and like do that and then and then she and then Sophia makes that in the Vanilla Sky makes a sudden twist at the club. Mm. Where she was like, I don't, I don't, I made me uncomfortable. Like and she seems so, she seems more. A part of it too that's interesting is the original script doesn't feel very dreamlike. Ever. Yeah, none of it <coughs> functions as a dream except the shifting at the end there, kind of between people. Whereas in Vanilla Sky, it feels so much more, like it follows dream logic. Things will happen and people will start saying that, like Cameron Diaz whenever she's Sophia, quote unquote. Yeah, she's like, laughing. she's like saying things that like. You know, and she's laughing, et cetera. It's like, it's interesting. It's like, yeah, it feels more like, oh, this is a nightmare. Yeah. It's Which is part of why it feels more clear cut. Okay. Interesting. Mm-hmm. Interesting. Bah. Bah. She, she said, I swallowed your cum. Doesn't that mean anything? Yeah, that was crazy. I was like, <laughs> that what? means something. And she says, uh, uh, she's real for that. I love the saddest girl. Saddest girl. Ever ever hold a martini. martini. Yeah. Classic That's line. a good line. That wasn't in the original. No. No, there were there were a lot and of again, really I think quotable also iconic lines. It, it's crazy to see the difference because like they kind of do the same, but then also the characters like such different. Like the best friend character, because mm. like, yeah, Palayo is easily like more sad about not getting the girl. He, he he makes it clear that he's interested from the beginning. Yes, like when they when they meet each other. Yeah, but he's also a better friend. Yeah, ultimately. Yeah, he tries to understand. He's less cruel, uh, whereas Jason Lee's Brian. Uh, is I think he's I think he bears a lot more resentment just in general mm-hmm. towards um, um, fuck what's his what's his name David David yeah David Ames yeah, David Ames um, yeah he seems more like it's in his eyes he's yeah like, doesn't like him he he he's his money yeah you know. Um, which is interesting. He's I, think, I think the original thing is like, like, like a pool cleaner or something. Yeah. And that's why I kind of like that if he's writing the book, that he would want to sort of torture and indict yeah. David's character yeah. for being this person and write him as like a douche, a pleasure delayer. <laughs> I'm, a, I'm a pleasure delayer. <laughs> what a crazy term. Yeah. Yeah. Um. um I mean, that's, that's really, that's really that's it. Really yeah. It. Um, yeah. I mean, did you, so I think we're going to, we changed the format a little bit. Where we're going to talk about what we watched, I guess, this month yeah. at the end. So that way we don't get distracted like we usually do. Yeah. We would talk about what we watched for an hour. Yeah. And shoot. Then. You go first. Oh, shoot. I had to pull it up. So I remember in October of last year when I said I'm never doing another challenge again. Oh, my God. I lied. I'm Let doing, me guess. You I'm did doing the Criterion challenge. challenge, but it's over the whole Man. year. It's one movie mm-hmm. basically a week. Mm hmm. Isn't bad. 
And that's a good way to discover different films and foreign films. So I've been doing that. I've, I've watched, I think, five mm-hmm. um, films that I wanted to see. Um, let's see. We watched Ferrari. Mm-hmm. Collateral. We watched Collateral with Tom Cruise. We did watch Collateral. So far, that's my favorite Tom Cruise movie. Favorite ever? Yeah. Mm, no. I mean, I said for me personally. No. Yeah. Mission Impossible. Oh, I do like the first one. The first one's really good. It's Mission Impossible. It has to I be. do want to rewatch that. I was thinking about it the other day. So good. I was like, I just love I love espionage film. Yeah. And it's Brian De Palma. Yeah. That is a good one. Yeah. And Rogue Nation. It's also very good. We should be watching Mission Impossible again. We should just, yeah, let's do it. <laughs> <laughs> to get ready for the next one. Yeah, the eighth one. Yeah, we'll, we'll, just, we'll, we'll do, do the it again. same run through again. We'll, every we'll time. do a series again. Yeah. <laughs> yeah <that's not laughs> um, uh, let's see. What else did I watch? Oh, I did watch Saltburn. What did you think? It was good. It's fine. Yeah. You like it? Yeah. I, it, it, it's it got a lot of cool shots. It's very interestingly shot. I'll watch it. See, the, I knew this would happen. I knew if I didn't watch it, you would, and I wouldn't be able to talk about it. I'm prepared to hate it. <coughs> I know so you are prepared to hate it. I know you are. That's part of morally. I don't think it's as crazy as people are making it seem on the internet. Oh no, that's because people don't watch movies. And I was like, they watch it's pretty Stranger it's Things. It's pretty tame. You know what I mean? They watch Stranger Things and like, then they watch Saltburn and they're like, what? The, huh, what? <laughs> uh, what? Have you heard this movie called Night Game? Mm-mm. It takes place. It's a night. It's an '80s movie. It's got our boy. Roy Scheider from Chaz. Okay. It takes place about a serial killer in Galveston. Interesting. It's about like every time like a baseball player makes a pitch, a girl dies on the beach. What? Yeah. It's on Amazon Prime. That's so many pitches. That's so many deaths. I could be wrong about exactly what it is. Is it every time he like makes a home run or something? Every time after each game that a baseball player wins, a pitcher wins, he kills somebody. Interesting. Um, very good. It's a good little slasher. It takes place in Galveston. It's shot in Galveston. You know what? That sounds like Night Swim. Uh oh. Which we have not seen. <laughs> I'm just joking. I don't want to watch that. Yeah. Night Swim prominently features baseball and death. Is it really baseball? And hmm? I've seen nothing about that movie mm-hmm. before. Yeah, he's a baseball player with MS. Oh. Oh. Yeah. Scoliosis. Uh, Monosclerosis? Mono? I said multiple scoliosis. Multiple. Mono? What is it called? I think it's monos. Do we watch Old Boy together? Yes. We finally watched we Old did Boy. We did watch Old Boy. Which, if you listen, we talk about watching Old Boy all the time. We just never actually do it. Old Boy was cool, man. I liked it. I liked it a lot. I liked the vibe. Yeah. Park Chan Wook. We gotta watch more of his stuff. Yeah. Uh, it's not my favorite Park Chan Wook. It's easily. I think it's three for him. I think it's the most fucked up. I think it's a because they're all fucked up. Like if you watch Sympathy for Mr. Vengeance, I need to see that. You can't. It, it it's the it's the saddest. It's the worst feeling. It makes you feel terrible to watch everything yeah. bad that can happen. <coughs> but and that's true for most of his movies. But uh, Old Boy is like it, it 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 seeps into your bones. When you're done with Sympathy for Mr. Vengeance, you go to bed sad and you wake up and you aren't sad anymore. Yeah, Old Boy. It's like you think about Old Boy. And you're like, yeah, a lot of I've watched. Okay, I've watched there. a lot of incest movies this year, not on oh, purpose. Cool. <laughs> they just have a lot of, I don't know what it is, they just have a lot of incest. And you said you wouldn't do another challenge. I <laughs> Here you are, watching all the movies. I just, well, Old Boy was your pick, by the way. <laughs> I know. But it's an amazing movie. It's good, it's the great. Editing, five stars, five stars. The editing is amazing. That it's movie. insane. So stylistic. That part where he's um, acting out in the dream after he drops his sister and 
does an invisible yeah. gun to his brain, and then, and then the real gun. Yeah, I wonder what it would have been like to when that movie came out, mm-hmm. and like to go see it, and like all the because what what oh, must have blown your mind. What two thousand? When it come out? Two thousand three. Uh, so I was a ripe age of six. Yeah, and you were like one. Uh, no, I was I was two. So yeah, because yeah. like we were not we were not alive in the film sphere yet. Yeah, well, I was. Yeah, favorite movie yeah. when you were when you were one go. Favorite movie when I was one. when you were one. Yeah, Citizen Kane. But then I, then I grew up. Kill yourself. Then I grew up. You're right. I realize it's not the best movie ever. Thank you. That's all I wanted. Here's it's just up there. It's like Citizen. Like, it's like it's like top six hundred maybe. My favorite movie when I was three, I lied. It was Vanilla Sky actually. Oh right. Yeah. Right. Well, mine was. Abre los ojos because oh. I was sick. So that yeah. came out, so I was able to watch that. Um, 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 I've been um, super getting back in the X Men again. Yeah, yeah. The Brian Singers. Well, like all X Men, all X Men. The show every every like eight months because I love the X Men. Yeah, it's like the the I think the nerdiest thing about me is like I love the X Men. Like yeah. I read the comics. Like I, I mean, played the games. I. Well, not online, but my, my my friends used to have the PS4, like the X Men Legends games. You know. Yeah. We used to yeah, play yeah. those a lot. Um. And then the TV shows from the 90s and the X-Men mm-hmm. Evolution shows. So I binge-watched, because I was not feeling good one day, so I just like put on like a show that I used to watch. It was X-Men. Yeah. Binge the whole season. Binge yeah. the whole show. And then I put the first movie I tried on. to. I, I didn't love the first few episodes. It's so... Oh, which 90s one? 90s animation is impressive. It was the... the 90s one? Uncanny? Whatever. Just I forget what it's called. X-Men. It's the one that like people really like. Yeah. I love that one. That they're, that they're doing. They're redoing, yeah, the new one. But it's 3D. Did you see that? Yeah. Heartbreaking. Yeah. It just it felt it was kind of like watching old TMNT, like old TMNT. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And I love TMNT, but it's it's very like it feels a little bit kiddie in the way that like they. Yeah, a little, a little. In the nineties, it's a little different. Yeah, but then I watched the original X Men movie because I was like, I'm just I'm gonna go watch X Men yeah. two now. I just, it I just, it's so good. Yeah, I know. It's, I mean, it's not good. I mean, it's good in the way that like it's good. You know, Vanilla Sky is good. It's good. Yeah. Uh, X Men. Two. X-Men 2 is my X favorite. Two is that's, amazing that's fucking, that's the best one. Yeah. I can't wait to watch that one. Um, Keep going. Oh. Um, I watched something called The Wounded Man. It's a French movie. Very interesting. Very interesting about a French teenager who becomes a prostitute and caught up in, like, this prostitution world oh, and then falls in love with his pimp. Oh, and damn. And then, like, kills his pimp because he's straight. But he was gay. Crazy. Crazy movie. Came out in, like, the 80s. Insane. Loved it. It was great. That sounds sad. Yeah, it was actually very sad. But it's called The Wounded Man. Very, 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 very mm. interesting. That's about it, though. Not, nothing nothing, nothing too much. I've been kind of busy this month working a lot. Yeah. Me too. I, I haven't watched as many movies as I've felt like I have. Um, Collateral with you. Love that. Rear Window with Katie. Love Rear Window. Just Let's a well-crafted about, Let's talk film. about Upper Hitchcock real quick. Yeah. Shout R- out to him. Rear Window. The best part about Rear Window is... A, everything, but yeah. B, all the little subplots and the way that they tie in together and the way that they, it's yeah. so masterfully it is. interwoven. Uh, and it has so much resolution everywhere. The songwriter ending up with Miss Lonely Hearts. Yes, it's amazing. Miss Lonely Hearts. And this is topical. I just played uh, last night. I was at my parents' house. I got my stepmom for Christmas. She loves that movie. I got her the rear window board game. It's new. It's a board game? Yeah, there's a new game. Uh, and it's good. It's it's Same. really fun. It's a little complicated to learn, but once okay. you learn it, yeah, it's complicated to play too. It's fun. 
Uh, it's intense. Oh, how fun! Um, I want to play that. Be kind of. I'm yeah, like that. it's very cool. It's very cool. Love. I love. I miss Technicolor. Yes. I miss Technicolor so bad. Yeah, it looks great. Uh, especially that scene at the end where he falls. Yeah, Ooh. yeah. And Grace <laughs> Kelly. Grace Kelly. Oh my goodness. Ugh, a vision. Yeah, she's amazing. She. Uh, my stepmom told me she became the princess of Monaco. Yeah, and she died in a car crash. Yeah, that's sad. Yeah, just like princess, princess Diana. Princess yeah. Core. Princess Core. Yeah. <laughs> then I watched. Um, we watched Poor Things. We uh, did watch Poor Things. Lord of the Rings: Two Towers. Never seen that. Uh, Two Towers is great. Um, is that the second one? Yeah, it's the weakest of the three. Okay. It's the most forgettable. It has some of my favorite parts. The Battle of Helm's Deep is amazing. It has this whole poetic part to where Elrond's trying to convince, um, um, fuck, of course I'm going to forget her name now. He's trying to convince his daughter, that Arwen, that um, to to get on the ship to go to Valinor, uh, to sail across in, in the that undying lands. Yeah, Liv Tyler. And uh, she's like, you know, there's nothing here for you but death. You'll outlive your love. You'll outlive, you know, et cetera, et cetera. Yeah. And he's not entirely wrong, but so it, it's really interesting in that way. Then there's um, Self Reliance, the new. Oh, Jake the one with Jake Johnson. How yeah. was that? Uh, mid. Okay. It's very it mid. It looks like a mid movie. Yeah, you can feel what they're trying to do for a lot of stuff, and it's not done very well. Okay. Which is it. okay uh, because it's carried by Jake Johnson and Anna Kendrick. It's a little predictable, too. Yeah. Yeah, honestly. Not a great movie. Okay. Um, but it's it's an easy watch. It's yeah. very short. Yeah. Uh, and it has some interesting ideas. And as a directorial debut, it's solid enough. Okay. That makes sense. Who directed it? Jake Johnson. Oh. Yeah. Okay. Well, it could be, it's obviously better than uh, Charlie Day's directorial debut. Oh, poor guy. What's it called? Fool's Game? Fool's Island? Uh, uh, Something Fool's, Fool's Paradise? Fool's Paradise. Yeah. yeah. Um, then Old Boy, Lord of the Rings, Return of the King. Now, again, what's important about these is these are the extended editions, which I had never seen. I'd only seen mm-hmm. the originals. And these are these were on the big screen. I'd never seen them on the big screen. Yeah. It was a religious experience for me, especially Return of the King. There were so many points during the movie that I was in tears. Just during a battle scene. Just because it's so fucking epic and glorious. And I just I was I had tears in my eyes. I didn't know why. Amazing movie. I have never Peter seen Jackson it. gets to do some horror comedy stuff Love that. all throughout. Like and that's really fun. Uh, Sam, my goat. Sam's Which the one's goat. Sam? Sam's the, yeah. Okay. Yeah. My guy. Hey, bring him back. Let's bring get more back. Sean Astin He was on Stranger Things. Being on Stranger Things, he did one season. Oh, then I died. That. Oh, no, he didn't. Oh, in the show. No, he, yeah, he's still alive. Yeah. American Fiction. Amazing. Oh, I still need to watch that. So good. I'll see it this week. Yeah, I'm, I'm, I have to count it as a 2023 movie, which yeah, means my list is going to change because yeah. it's going to be in my top 10. I just have to think about it, and we'll oh, reapproach it later. Oh, but God. it's great. Sterling K. Brown is great. He's as good as they say. Jeffrey Wright is – this is my favorite Jeffrey they Wright They both got nominated for the Oscars. He's amazing. Speaking of Oscars, no Greta Lee. The thing about – yeah, okay. Well, we'll, we'll do a brief segment we'll on that. We'll do a brief Oscar end. segment. Um, American fiction, so smart. And as a satire, so many satires are kind of irony poison. Mm-hmm. They're kind of poisoned by their own like tongue-in-cheek wit wittiness. Yeah, this movie does not do that. It's underpinned with so much humanity, so much like love and care. All the subplots that come together in really serendipitous, sweet ways, and that it, it, it indicts itself, its own critiques. It, it it looks itself in the eye and says, "What we're doing 
is problematic too. Very interesting. Yeah. Um, you have to see it. Um, amazing soundtrack too. Love that. Book of Clarence, watched with you. We did watch Book of Clarence. Fun, good. Interesting take on the yeah. Bible. Yeah. yeah, it was just it was it was a solid movie. Yeah, very stylistic. Um, not entirely my cup of tea, but yeah, I would watch. It I'm again. glad I watched it. Yeah, me too, hundred percent. Um, then we watched Abre Los Ojos. We watched Woo! Vanilla Sky. Woo! One major shout out, my favorite musical of all time. A lot of people think, oh, Phantom of the Opera. This guy loves Phantom of the Opera. He does. I do. Oh, it's Les Mis. I I do. I, I love I love musicals. Uh, I'm secretly a musical guy. Uh, Sweeney Todd for a long Shit. time was like my. F- favorite movie my favorite music i was obsessed i've seen every version of sweeney todd um every like recorded yeah. performance and i've listened to some of love can you do sweeney a little sample todd. right now for us no um <laughs> waitress the musical is the greatest musical ever written sarah barry ellis is the she most talented it, right? individual of all time she she wrote it she stars in it she acts she recorded every song she is so talented she worked with choreographers i think but i think she was her vision yeah. She is tremendous. And the original movie, Waitress, is so good. Yeah, Carrie under, Russell, right? Super underrated. Yeah, yeah Carrie Russell yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, and Nathan Fillion. Yeah. And the movie's kind of carried by their chemistry. And uh, and it's, um, what's her name? It's actually so tragic. Um, Brittany Murphy. No, not Brittany Murphy, but similar. Um, Waitress was directed by Adrienne Shelley. Mm. She was murdered. Right before this movie came out, so she like directed it, made it, acted in it. Yeah, was murdered. That's crazy. Um, so sad. You never know. Yeah, and uh, but so the musical is even better. It just works as a musical. Like it's such a good musical and it's so perfect as a musical that Katie and I were talking about. We're like, she kept asking me. She's like, the original wasn't a musical. Like, no, <laughs> <laughs> no. It feels like it. It's so the story just works in that way. What a brilliant! I need to watch. I need to watch that. Musical. My it, ex was a Broadway nut because he was a theater major. So yeah. I've heard some some waitress songs in my days. I never, oh, I never so seen it. good. Yeah, very catchy. Wait. You'll almost get a sample, but then I'll be singing it all day, and that's a problem because it gets in your head. That's okay. I don't see the rest of the day. You have to work tonight. Yeah, I do. You should watch it. Uh, you can come over and watch it. I'll save you fifteen dollars. Unfortunately. They've made it very difficult to access. Yeah. You can't stream it anywhere. You can't, uh, it's not streaming. It's not, in th- it was barely in theaters, which is really how I would have preferred to have seen it. Oh, I bet. Uh, 15 bucks. You have to pay 15 bucks to buy it and own it, and then you can watch it. That's crazy. I'd do it again, though. Okay. It's, well. it's, oh, it's great. It's so good. I do want to watch Chills. it. I do want to watch it. I love Scarberry Ellis. Love Ooh. song. Not gonna write you a love song because you asked for it. Right, the combat again. This thing, um, Oscars talk real briefly. Oscars talk, let's talk snubs, major snubs. May, Greta Lee. Greta Lee. Um, what, what was the person's name? Charles Melton. Charles Melton. Charles Melton snub. snub. The whole cast, Todd Haynes um, snub. All of Iron Claw, all, all Iron of Iron Claw, Claw snub. I, that actually, that's probably my most tilting one. Yeah. Because at least Past Lives is up for like best picture, best screenplay, best director. No, just screenplay. Justin Trier for Anatomy of Fall got director, yes. which is amazing. Which is, which is amazing. Which is very good. Where the fuck is Iron Claw? Yeah. And I, I know why. I understand why. It's, it's, it's a late December release. It was a late December release. A24 botched the release. There's a reason that, look at the Holdovers. Holdovers is a Christmas movie. When did Holdovers come out? 
November. October. They released it in October. Did they? No, they didn't. Late October. It's October 27th. I looked it up the other night. I think it's 27th. We saw it in we saw it in December though. <laughs> yeah, we did. <laughs> which is which is how it's supposed to be seen. Released um, October 27th. Basically November. It's so interesting because they, the way that these awards work, if they think that they've made a good movie, that's not just a blockbuster that might be up for yeah. visual effects, right? They release it before December because everything's going to be shortlisted and all the votes are going to be in. Iron Claw is, it should have been nominated for almost every single category. Yeah. Like, I, that's no exaggeration. Editing, soundtrack, performance, supporting performance. Adaptive screenplay. Yeah, both supporting performances. <coughs> the mom was amazing. Lily James was amazing. She was great. Uh, Zac Efron. Uh, Harris Dickinson. Holt, yeah, Harris Dickinson. Uh, Jeremy Allen White. Holt. Holt uh, yeah. I always forget his last name. The dad. Um, but he's tremendous in it. Yeah. And and where are they? Where are they? Nowhere. Zac Efron not only should have been nominated for Best Actor. Yeah. I'm going to say it. Say it. He should have won. Sorry. Killian, get out of here. Uh, Paul Giamatti, get out of here. Because Paul, my secret hot take, I submitted my ballot, my guest ballot. Oh, for what? Oh, for work? For all of the Oscars, yeah. And I, it's $5 buy-in. I put Paul Giamatti winning Best Actor. I believe this. You think so? I think I've Oppenheimer's heard. going to win Best Picture. I think Paul Giamatti's going to win. I've heard he could. Divine, Divine's going to win. Divine's going Divine's Divine's to sweep. She's been sweeping. Yeah. And it's going to be RDJ. RDJ. Um, Divine. Best Divine. Actress. They Wait. might give Justine Trier, director, but I think it's going to go Christopher Nolan. Christopher Nolan, probably. She uh, might get screenplay. Screenplay. screenplay well, she's going to win international film. Anatomy of Fall is going to be international film. It's not even nominated for international film. Oh, it's right. Yeah, but you know why? Oh, because it's the same thing happened with RRR. They submitted it for the, orig yeah. the original. Yeah. Well, but the reason is Justine Trier came out and very publicly was against Macron. She said Macron's being bad here. He's oh, I did, I, did, I did see that. So the arts board of France did not nominate her picture it, yeah. for international picture. But because of distribution, she was able to get... They, they would have won international picture. Oh, 100%. If they had nominated it. But because of their petty politics, you know. I wonder... Is it nominated for three? What was the other one got nominated for? I think it was the editing? Uh, maybe editing. You oh, know what? I got the, five at the Oscars. The biggest snub to me of all time of the whole season, aside from the Iron Claw, is uh, um, Asteroid City did not get production design. Asteroid City didn't get anything. Yeah, I didn't get anything Which at is all. crazy. It should have gotten screenplay at least. It should have gotten editing at least. And it, at least a nomination is what I'm saying. And also probably won those. It should have absolutely been nominated for and won production design. Yeah, it was great. It, the vending machines that tip the cocktails. That was fun. amazing. That was fun. It should have been nominated for it and probably come in second next to Poor Things. The production design on Poor Things is amazing. Poor Things. So we got Anatomy Fall got Best Picture, Best Director, Best Actress, Best mm -hmm. Original Screenplay, mm -hmm. Best Editing. Mm -hmm. I don't know if going to win any of those. I love Killian. His Oppenheimer is amazing. I think Paul Giamatti takes it here. He won the Golden Globe. He Paul did win for the comedy, Golden Globe. for comedy. So it's like, it, right now it's Paul or Killian. And the same with Actress. It's Emma or Lily. It's going to be Lily. It's if it's Emma, Lily, I will actually it's gotta be Lily. burn down the Academy. Emma was great. Emma was great. Phenomenal. Not even in the same realm 
as Lily. I could do that. On Not a, even the same gravity. Half an Alamo does it on any given Tuesday. <laughs> Must be real. They talk like that. So let's not act like it's. <laughs> <laughs> um, right. But yeah. Oh, real quick. Mm-hmm. How do you feel about America Ferreira getting Best Supporting Actress? I mean, I think it's a major mistake. She's not going to win, so it's fine. It's just nomination, whatever. She's taking important spots from other people who deserve it more. But, you know, uh, whatever. It's I fine. feel that about, what's her name? Nyad. Yeah, yeah. Nyad Annette being Benning. nominated Annette for Benning. stuff was Jody crazy. Foster has two Oscars. Shows. I mean, Annette doesn't have one, but. No one saw Nyad. And that doesn't matter. I know when I watch Nyad, I'm not going to give a shit. Yeah. I've heard it's not great. It's not good. I will say congrats to Coleman Domingo, who I'm in love with. Mm-hmm. Love him. Mm-hmm. Great love work. Him. Great year for Latinos. We have Coleman Domingo, mm-hmm. America Ferreira. Mm-hmm. Um, someone else got nominated too. But and I like America Ferreira. I think I do too. I think this is it's just such a lackluster. What I think got her the nomination is she won um, See Her Award for Critics, the Critics Award, mm-hmm. and she gave a speech that like apparently brought down like everyone in tears. Interesting. I think that's what got her the nomination. Interesting. Because they they recognize her body but not of work. The performance itself. Interesting. Interesting. That's, Interesting. How, that's how it works. Yeah. yeah unfortunately, it is. Um, I don't think she's great in Barbie. I don't think Barbie's great. I love how she was like, well, people need to learn about feminism. Feminism for dummies because people still don't understand how it works. So sometimes you yeah. got to dumb it down. Yeah. I said, she kind of ate with that, I, too. I got that. She kind of ate that, too, for America. It's just Loved such her. a lackluster film. Yeah. But that's our Oscars. That's our Oscars talk, Grant. Um, um, let's do our... Uh, let's do our wheel. Wheel. Yeah. A wheel, wheel of fate. And doom. Wheel of carnival. Wheel of doom. Can you hear me? Oh. Yeah. I can hear you too. Ooh. Uh. All right. Log in. I have to log in. Hey, this guy's got to log in. I got to log in to my email. Sorry, the sending is a little rushed. Um, We are, we got here a little late and your, the oh, room's being turned over. But yeah, we are going to. Oh, my wheels. Okay, here we go. Spin that wheel. Spin that wheel. Next week. Let me turn the sound on so we can get that cool. Then, then go ahead. Oh, shit. I'll do it again. Yeah, do it again. No. Okay, ready, 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 ready. ready. Very nice. A little ASMR. The category is Letterbox Top 250. Top 250. Yeah. So what does that entail? So it's, some, it's like movies that are in the top 250 narrative features of all time. We just pick one or two. I picked a couple. Three or four or five. I picked, or a, I picked a couple. Paris, Texas is on here. Need to see. Lahane is on there. Need to see. Pass of Glory, The Hunt, yeah. Sorcerer, Shoplifters, Happy Hour. Oh, yeah. Raging Bull. I think some of the wheels kind of want to see. Yeah. Let's do it. Okay. Okay. Spinning the wheel again. Spin. Oh, for each movie. Yeah. I see. All right. Drum roll. Sorcerer. By uh, William Friedkin. William Friedkin. Perfect. I already own it. I know. I saw it today. I was thinking, I was like, oh, we need to watch this for the and podcast. I haven't seen it. I just I haven't it. seen it either. <laughs> it was I know. On sale I was there. Like, you you bought like that. 10 movies that day. You're like, bye, yeah. bye, 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 bye. I was manic. You were. And loose with my money. And you were. You're not yeah. anymore. No. I'm not either. Well, no, it depends. I still get in my moods. And I just like. That's fair. We'll spend money does. erratically yeah. thinking it'll make me, you know, happier. Yeah. Yeah. 
Uh, <laughs> but yeah, thank you guys for listening so much. Yeah, thank you um, for new 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 year. Thank you for new year. New year. And it's February. <laughs> By the time this will come out, it'll be halfway through. <laughs> I'll release it on. I'll release it on Wednesday. Yeah, this is kind of a Valentine's Day special. So, uh, yeah, because Wednesday is going to be Valentine's Day. This Wednesday. Next Wednesday. So, anyways, we love you. Kisses. Happy besitos, besitos, besitos. Uh, oh, is that Cupid? What's that little baby over there? Ah, he got a bow. Ah, he shot me. <laughs> I was like, uh, I said, is that a Cuban? I said, where? Cuban. <laughs> <laughs> Mojitos? Oh. Ooh. Mojitos and a Cuban? You know what? That makes me want to watch Miami Vice. Bitch. <laughs> <laughs>